Welcome back to Whitgift Conversations, the podcast where we talk to staff and pupils about topics that are relevant to you. In this episode, City Life and Rugby Life, with two boys who left Whitgift in 2018. Oluwani Akutunde and George Hammond talk about how they met at school, what they did since leaving school, and what they plan to do next with their lives. But then, at the back end of this episode, we get to hear from Aristot Ben Salomon. He's a year older than both of them, and it's great to hear from him too. That's all coming up in this episode, so come with me now as we speak to today's guests, Oluwani Akutande, George Hammond, and then Aristot Ben Salomon as well. Oluwani and George, thank you both for being here. How are you both doing today? I'm well, Simon. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Uh, it's, it's really good to be here with like, one of my best friends from Wiggif. Like, I really, it's, it's, I thank Wiggif for putting us on the podcast and I'm excited to just talk with you. Well, it's, it's good that you're both here and I'm really looking forward to talking to you both. George, just tell us a little bit about what you've been doing and what's going on in your world at the moment. Um, so I came from training today and it was, um, it was a bit of a light day for the squad. Um, we didn't actually have any training on pitch, um, so it's more just fitness-based, physio-based, um, just getting the bodies right. And yeah, literally just been training hard at the minute, so that's that's all I've been up to. Okay, now, Oluwani and George, you both left the school in 2018. Tell us a little bit about what each of you have been doing since you left school. Since 2018, I've graduated from the University of Exeter. I started in 2018, finished in 2021. Well, only had my graduation ceremony in 2022 due to uh, deferred graduation ceremony because of COVID. Honestly, it was a great experience going to that university. A lot of it I did do online, admittedly, but through doing it online, I was able to discover a new self-discipline necessary in order to motivate yourself to sit in, in, in the lectures online, to go to the seminars, to go to office hours. Like it's really, you have to, you have to make a decision on what, on what you want out of the experience. Outside of university, I've also then gone on to look at more how I can help uh, younger people because I wanted to, after having gone a first class at Exeter, I wanted to go on and see, uh, show other people what a first class student looks like and demonstrate to them that it's very achievable for them. And yeah, that's really what I've been doing since uh, 2018. What about you? Um, Yeah, so since I left school, um, I was lucky enough to get um, offered a contract for Harlequins. And yeah, I'm now in my fifth season, um, which has flown by. But yeah, I've just been cracking on with rugby. I've had a few ups and downs. In my early stages after leaving school, I I was on loan. So I was getting game time, um, getting used to men's rugby. Fortunately enough, um, within the last season, I've been able to play for Harlequins and hopefully play a lot more this season. He's played a lot of time to the first team. He's a very modest guy, I've got to admit. Like, I've, I've personally gone and viewed him a couple times this last season. Saw him in September, saw him in Christmas. Yeah. I remember watching him on Box... I think it was Christmas Eve 2019. Yeah, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, yeah. This guy dragged me to, to, to <laughs> pop him on, on an artificial grass, Christmas Eve. And we watched an A-League game. And honestly, he didn't play that well that day, but his mate, <laughs> his mate, oh my goodness, this guy Lennox. Crazy feet, crazy yeah. feet. But yeah, honestly, it was really, that was a really, uh, it was a really nice moment because I'd never seen George play uh, for Harlequins and like seeing him come on the field, recording him on the sideline, shouting his name, like it was the start of what I knew would be a great career. I'm saying it like he's retired, but like yeah. what is, we're in a process of a great career. And like, um, yeah, everything he's going to say today, he's very modest. So I'll come in and correct the stat. Like, what, what, what were your actual <laughs> statistics this season? Like, you played how many games? 
I think last season I played, I think I played 16 or 17 games. And I, I, w- I was on loan at London Scottish at the beginning of last season. So I, I think I played around four or five games for Scottish. And then when it got towards Christmas time, we had a few friendlies and then um, I impressed in the friendlies and on my loan spell. And then luckily enough, I got given an opportunity and I I think I took it. So yeah, it went quite well. He thinks he took it. He, he scored tries, kicked the ball. Yeah. This is this is a second row that kicks. Um, also, <laughs> also, before we go on, he captained the side. This guy, see, he's so modest. He captained yeah, the side. That was a friendly. A friendly. <laughs> a friendly. You're still ca- I, I don't think Simon will have captained the side. He captained the side yeah, yeah, against yeah. the army. So listen, like, He's done well this season and we're going to have an even better season. I say we. (laughs) (laughs) What I haven't told you guys, right? The reason why I'm so invested in George's career is the better he does, the more I can tell other people that I taught him that. Like, that's that's really my investment in it. And the more kit you can wear. Yeah, and the more kit I can wear. Like, really, it's a, it's a great deal all around. I'm like, that kick, yeah, I taught him that. That grub right here, that, that side step, that goose step. You see, I had surgeries when I was young on my knees and I just claimed that if it wasn't for the surgeries... George wouldn't even have a position. Yeah. George wouldn't even exist. No, I, like, I just we, took your role yeah, in this. Yeah, life. we wouldn't know. Who would be George Hammond? Like, we wouldn't know. I did him a favour. Fantastic. I love this. I really do. So, George, just for the sake of anyone listening to this who doesn't really understand rugby, doesn't really understand how it all works, when you say you've been offered a contract, yeah. then that is your full-time occupation then. So you're, you're getting paid to play rugby. Is that right? Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's full-time. It's professional setup. Um, Harlequins are in the premiership. So it's the top division in England. And basically my journey, I I was in the Harlequins Academy. um, And then, as I said, I was lucky enough to get offered a contract. So whilst you're in the academy, you're still going to school. Then once you leave school, you're able to become a professional. So I think I signed my contract at 17. And yeah, it's it's full time. Like when I say I've been on loan spells in rugby, it's a bit different to football. Like you're still full time at Harlequins, but you'll train like once or twice a week for your loan club and you'll play for them on the weekend. So George, tell, tell me a little bit more about how this feels then. Because when you were at Whitgift, I imagine that you were sort of looking at some of the older boys who'd left the school and had gone on to do some amazing things. And now here you are as one of those people that the younger boys who are still at Whitgift right now, they're kind of looking to you as one of those people. How does that feel for you right now then? You know, it, feel, it feels weird when you say it like that because obviously I, lo- I looked up to loads of uh, past Whitgift boys and obviously, it was quite cool to, to claim that they went to the same school as you. But I mean, it's weird because right now I don't see myself as the same as them. I, I feel like I, I've still got a lot to achieve um, and I haven't quite hit my markers. So I, I don't really feel like I don't really notice that people look up to me. But definitely when I, when I come visit Whitgift, there's definitely a lot of people that are happy for me to be here and they come up to me. And obviously, Wani, Wani loves it. He loves facilitating. Uh, to give you guys a bit of context as well, George started in lower six. So I just want to tell a little, a little George story. You know, I have a lot of George anecdotes. <laughs> so I'm not a rugby player myself, even though I'm built like a tow truck. I'm not actually a rugby player. I'm more of an academic. Uh, it surprises people all the time. But um, I remember I was in the sixth form centre after George, was it six from Central? Well, we were somewhere and George had come and st- and done his trial to get into Whitgift. Oh, yeah. And, oh my goodness. All the rugby players come in, they're like, Wani, Wani, there's a guy as big as you, but with hands and he's coming to the school. Like, ima- imagine, at the, so when we say with hands, as in ability to catch and pass the ball, move it around well, like, 
when you look at rugby, their backs and forwards, and typically the backs are the more flary players. They're able to play with their hands. And what I say, George, even though he's look at it, he's six seven or whatever to, uh, he claims to be, I don't know. He, he, you know, yeah, probably, six foot six and a half. I say. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. How much does he weigh? Yeah, we won't mention it. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, he's got feet like a gazelle. He's like Bambi. So when he <laughs> when he came when That'd he came, nice. yeah, he's like Bambi on ice. Like so when he oh he's like Melvin. If you guys have ever seen Madagascar, he's more like Melvin. But um, he so when he came, he must have caught the ball between his legs and then offloaded it through his legs at the trial. Like you don't do that at a trial. You play you play a pattern, simple a pattern or b pattern. Like you don't do that. So they came in and everyone was excited. They were telling me about this George guy, George guy. I'm like, oh my goodness, who on earth is this guy? And then when he came, I was like, oh wow, this guy. I've never seen a player, like, I'm a person that's not even that into rugby, but when George plays, oh, my goodness. The closest I can describe it to you, I'm going to say Ronaldo. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, but, like, it, may, he makes it he makes it so entertaining with his ability to move it with his hands. His, his offload game, his confidence, is, it's really... It, make, it makes even the novice want to watch the game. It makes it really interesting. Halawani, it's great, it's great to hear you talking about George like this. Tell us a little bit about yourself, though, because you mentioned in your own words that you're more of an academic. Tell us about what you're planning on doing now that you've finished at Exeter and you got a first class, so well done for that. Big congratulations. What happens now? What comes next? Okay, so we're in the process of several things. One of the major, the biggest things is I'm applying to go to the United States to study a master's in public policy and a master's in business administration. So what that what that is called is a concurrent degree. So in America, and I'm pretty sure in the UK too, you can do something called a concurrent degree, which is studying two masters at once at the same campus or different campuses. And I'm in the process of doing that. I'm literally preparing to sit my GMAT as we speak. Um, also, I've started within Whitgift a mentoring program, which it currently is under the title of, we call it Up the Greatness, but actually, no, let me take that back. Up the Greatness and the mentoring program are two separate different things. The mentoring program is really, I've come in to help boys discover that success doesn't look only one way. So in Whitgift and in a lot of schools, schools are about academics first and foremost. Academics are prioritized and academic success is often lauded above all other types of success. And what I wanted to demonstrate to these boys or these pupils is that success doesn't just take academic form. You can be successful in music. You can be successful in sport. Obviously, this is on visual, so I just tapped yeah. George. But, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, like, like George. Yeah. Um, you can be successful in acting and so many different endeavors. So I wanted to show them that, look, there's so many different ways. And how I did that was through creating more... I want to call up the greatness. Up the greatness. I don't even know what we call it yet. I say it's a lifestyle. So up the greatness is this idea that I wanted to connect old boys with current pupils and remove the barrier of what you. It's actually you did touch on it. The idea of like they're older than me, they're more successful than me. Oh my goodness, I'm scared to message them. I wanted to remove that barrier. I wanted to show them that look, we're all humans at the end of the day. We, I've, we've all been, we've literally been in your shoes because we're all giftians within there, and. I wanted to show them that they are the older boys as willing to talk to you as you are willing to talk to them. Like they're very approachable, if that makes sense. Like they're very approachable and I wanted to bring them together. And that's what I'm doing at the moment outside of my America preparation. I feel there's something else I'm doing as well, but I actually do not remember that. I feel there's a third thing. Maybe it'll come back to me, but 
There's something I feel like I should be saying I'm doing, but I don't know. He does a lot, Simon. You can't keep track of what he's doing. Yeah, it, it sounds like it for sure. It really does sound like it. Now, tell me a little bit about this then, because Olawani, you being an academic, George, you're definitely into sport. We can see we can, we can see that. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not academic at all, of course, and, and the same goes for you, Olawani. But what is it that brought the pair of you together, given that you didn't have both have a strong passion in your areas of expertise now? Well, tall people got to stick together, Simon. I'm just going to be honest, mate. That's tall people got to stick together, like... You don't understand the. I the, can't be the only Melvin. Yeah, yeah. You don't understand the perils. People don't appreciate. Should we just do a whole podcast about the perils of being tall? Everyone that's short gets to complain, but being tall, have you had to walk into? Have you had to go on a tube and be looked at <laughs> by everybody? Everyone's like, "What? What is this science project doing? My neck is touching the roof." Everyone's like, "I remember one time I was uh, on a tube with exchange students, uh, and my friends like were with their exchange students and." An Italian family must have been sitting all the way across the tube, like a huge family across. And they waited to get off. And then one of them must have realized how tall I was. And everyone, the whole family starts topping each other like dominoes. And they're going, Gandhi, Gandhi, Gandhi. I don't know if that's Italian, but Gandhi, Gandhi. And, and, and the grandmother, the grandmother's laughing. And I'm like, yeah, hi, hi. <laughs> like, it's a good thing I'm a friendly giant, because otherwise, I don't know. You can't be thin-skinned and tall. Like, people don't want to hear our plight. And also, can I just let everyone know out there, People's fridges are really dirty on top. They don't know, do they? Yeah, they, they actually don't know. It. They don't see it. Like, that's just a general... Anyone that's listening to this right now on all platforms, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever we're on, uh, please, dust your, dust your fridge right now. You, you realise it's quite dusty on top. You don't realise it because most people aren't that high, but I'm helping you out here. Or they can hire us. Yeah, or they can we, hire we us. We charge a rate, but you can definitely hire us. Listen, George does more of the cleaning. I'm more of the face of the programme. Fantastic. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. All right, so let's just jump back into school for a second. Let's imagine that you're both there in sixth form. What kind of things did you get up to when you were both there at Whitgift? Well, obviously, we had very different, like, schedule, like, timetables. But I'd say the hot spot when we were at school was sixth form centre. For sure. And that's where everyone kind of mingled, like, after lessons or if you had a free period. And well, sometimes during lessons with George. Well, sometimes during lessons, but we won't go into that. And, um, but yeah, I guess we mingled there a lot. Yeah, I, um, I, I remember, I think, I, I don't know, you know, George is taking a lot of hits on the field. I have, I, have, I have specific memories of moments. I remember sitting at one side of the one side of the sixth form centre and seeing George sitting on the other side with, because obviously sixth form, you're with the older, you're with the year 13 as well. And George had a lot of friends in year 13, so much so that fellow classmates in year 12 generally didn't know he was in our year. Like he used to spend all his time in year 13. <laughs> like he, and also the year 13s had the um, Harlequin Academy boys as well. So George was more familiar with those boys. So I remember one time I must've seen him sitting there and because there's, those boys were in a lesson, like the year 13s had to go somewhere, he's just sitting there, just like, just still, like a statue. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what, bro? Like, let me go over and greet this guy and see if he's actually, if all he knows is rugby or he can actually hold a conversation. Fortunately, I went over and I found out that he thinks Anthony Martial is the best striker in the world. And like, yes, this season's the year of Anthony Martial. Okay. Putting it out there. I just want to let you know, George, this is October right now, and still he would have scored no goals. <laughs> he would have scored no goals. Gabby Jesus nah, for Golden Boot. Nah, I'm predicting five goals right now. Listen, what are we going to put on it? I say some much. I'll put some Whitgift kit on it. That's what I can give you. But <laughs> I, I, want, I want a signed Castore training jersey that says Martial is not scoring five goals this season. Well, um, that is mental. Now, George, you were a boarder when you were at school, is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. So actually, in my first year, uh, for the most part, I didn't board. 
I was a day student and then I ended up getting a space in a boarding house. So what changed? I mean, what was it about boarding that encouraged you to do that? Well, well he, lived, he lives bloody far away. Yeah, well, yeah. Actually, I mean, he, I lived very far away. Yeah, I, I didn't actually live close to the school at the time. So I, I grew up in Worthing. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, Worthing is closer to France than to London. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's true, but true. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I've always said about him. He lives by the beach. <laughs> that just can't be true. There's no internet where he lives. Can you imagine? <laughs> but anyway, um, no, I actually, I always wanted a spot in the boarding house and I knew a few boys in there already. And the way the school just sold it. Yeah, I, I just loved the idea of it. And when a spot came available, I just, yeah, I snatched it. And um, but yeah, I, I love my time boarding. I did it for just over a year. Also, it enabled you to train, as in because you yeah, didn't yeah. have to go back and forth. It made, it made back yeah, it was just convenient. Yeah. Like everything was in the same spot, and yeah, it just made life a lot easier. It meant that you couldn't miss uh, Mr. Monroe's early morning cycling classes because he actually lived at the school. Oh, yeah, I could never that's like, what it is, then. That's what it is. Now, George, it's good that you mentioned about boarding life because we're going to speak to someone else now who was also part of that boarding life. We've got Aristotle Benz Salomon. He's joining us right now. Aristotle, hey, how are you doing? I'm uh, not too bad, thank you. How are you? Uh, very good indeed, thanks. Very good. Now, you boarded with George when you were at school. Tell us a bit about what it was like boarding with someone like George Hammond. I uh, see. Obviously, I knew George before you actually come into the boarding house because at that time I was at Queen's Academy now I'm at Bristol Bears up in Bear <laughs> Country a now. up He's in a Bear traitor. Country now yeah now but um, going back to the give point it, give us a girl <laughs> <laughs> no it was a, like it was, it was fun it was, a, it was a lot of fun especially like with, with it was kind of similar to George because the year above me so George is one year older than me in school and because I was close with, like, with his year like we had a very, my year and his year had a very close relationship in the board now. So it was just, uh, it was just so much fun. And like, I couldn't, uh, being a daily student was not for me because I would put my wash in at break time and I would come back at lunchtime and it would be folded in a pigeonhole. Like, yeah. so I, I would, we were not complaining. <laughs> we were not complaining. So um, I just want to let you guys know, I didn't board, but somehow I still managed to get that luxury. Like, <laughs> if you know the right people, shout out Kim. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was, it was pretty cool. It was uh, good times. Really enjoyed and it. And Aristotle, what was it that took you then from Quinns to Bristol Bears? So I suppose to George, my journey was a bit different. So I was at Quinns Academy and when it came to end of under 18s, I didn't get a contract. So I didn't get offered a contract. So at that stage, well, then you kind of have to look. You're looking at like two ways, maybe going to like, find a club or like going to uni and trying, trying to go f like into the professional world through that route. And I went to uni, so I'm at Harper University. And yeah, it was really like, it's a very good university for like rugby. If that's what you're looking for, like it's totally the place to go to. And so two years in, first year was just playing at uni. Then second year, obviously with COVID, it was a bit different. So opportunities kind of got taken back and then last year well end of like beginning of this year um we played we played bristol bears in a pre-season friendly and i knew kind of the coaches because i'd met him through like several camps and the end of the he was like he was like oh, um, pat lamb wants to speak to you and in my head i was just like okay like he's probably gonna tell me to like come train like a couple of days and then like kind of like a trial and see i didn't i genuinely didn't think anything of it at the end, we he was like, we want to come and see you tomorrow, so can you come in? And I was like, okay. 
I still didn't think anything of it. And then we get into his office and they offered us a contract. And he was like, it was kind of taken back. Like, we was in the car driving back and me and my brother and another one of my mates, and we were like, did we really just get offered a contract? Like, we're going to sign for Bristol Bear. And honestly, it's been great. I love it. I couldn't think of anywhere to be at the moment. Really enjoying it. Facilities are great. And I'm excited. I'm excited. It will be pretty good to play against George at Harlequins. It will yeah. be pretty good. That's one thing that we're looking That'd forward crazy, to. That'd be crazy, wouldn't it? Especially this year. So this year, the big game nine is at Twickenham. So it's Harlequins versus Bristol Bear. Expected to sell to sell out like 80,000 tickets. Yeah, I reckon it'll do well this year. Yeah, so playing George... Playing George there would be truly special. That would be a wholesome moment. So hopefully. Uh, for those of you concerned as to what I'll be doing that day, I shall be uh, cutting a jersey in half, a Bristol Bears jersey and a Harlequins jersey, and I shall be sewing them together. <laughs> Fantastic. Guys, I can tell you that one has probably got more kit than me. He's got kit from George, <laughs> kit from my brother, and kit from me. Listen, <laughs> there's a running joke that I can get on the field. <laughs> that I can walk around and act like I'm a player. Awesome. Well, look, guys, it's been great talking to all three of you. It sounds like you're all doing great in life now. It sounds like you had a great time when you were at Whitgift. One last question for each of you, though. If Chris Ramsey, headmaster, was to walk in the room uh, where we are right now and was to ask you one positive thing about your time at Whitgift, what would you you say to him that was the answer is obvious it's meeting it's meeting friends for a lifetime like what we have right here is a brotherhood um like i see myself as sully i see george as mike and i see toy as boo if you guys get the reference i'm impressed but you would have to watch monster inc and uh you guys don't get the reference, do you? No, I'm, for, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Boost the baby, you get me? That, like, if you guys appreciate, you appreciate. And I'm but actually you, happy you call me Mike. I'll take Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sonny, Sonny, Sonny's the guy with the plan. I look after everybody. I'll take Mike. But, um, yeah, I really felt like the friends I made here, I couldn't find, like, I actually, I didn't make friends like that because it was purely, we're at a stage of life where we're looking to move on. We're looking to get things done. Whereas at school, you've been with each other for so many years. Like look at Toti and I. Toti and I, we're not even in the same age group, but we chilled around each other so often and so much that a bond has been created that can never be broken. But And I feel the same way with George. We've literally, we threw, a couple months back, we threw George a surprise party. Me, Toti and his twin brother. And honestly, it was one of the, the greatest moments of our lives because it was a moment where we got to really show our appreciation for our, our brother George and like he was totally surprised with the amount of big mouths that were invited it was yeah. impressive we were able to, to get <laughs> over yeah, yeah. it was a, it was listen that was like I don't yeah. know that was a serious mission that was an Ethan Hunt level mission but um yeah a lot of references I do apologize if people don't get those references but um that, that's me but yeah uh, that's my answer no that's fine Aristotle let's mission impossible over to yourself what would you say then for me it's just especially with my journey, obviously, coming... I used to be at a state school before coming and I joined Whitgift on a scholarship in year eight. Just, like, people did tend to say, um, the friends you meet at uni, those are the friends you're, like, you're going to... They're going to be closest to your life. But I think that's completely different because, uh, especially, like, with my year and, like, the year above, like, we're so close. Like, we still see each other and it's like we... It's like we're all back in school. Like, I couldn't ask for anything more. And the friends I've made here are probably, like, friends I'm going to, like, have for life, so I can't really complain. And even just staff, like, boarding house staff, like, I, 
big shout out to Angie and Polly yeah. for keeping for keeping like dealing with us because <laughs> we were we were a reckless bunch. No, I like that. So Olawani, you mentioned about friends. Uh, Aristotle, you also mentioned about friends, but you mentioned staff as well, so that's good. George, your challenge then is to mention something that's neither friends nor staff. What would you what would you say that is? Similar to Totti's point in the in the fact that I, I went to state school before and I got given a scholarship um, to come here. And I think for me, it's just the opportunities Whitgift gives you. It's like I came here for, for sport reasons and luckily enough, I kicked on. But I think it's just the amount of networking you could do with people that know you went to Whitgift and like what it means to tell people you went to Whitgift. Um, because the amount of sports and extracurricular activities they have here and how many successful people make it, you always have a link with someone. Um, so I think for me, that's special because everyone understands when you say you went to Whitgift, they're, they're genuinely interested and ask you what it was like. So yeah, I, I think for me, it was it was more more that. They crack a couple peacock jokes, of course. Yeah, a couple peacocks, a couple flamingos. flamingo jokes. <laughs> yeah. couple, they they definitely really go there jokes. Yeah. Like, um, listen, it's, it's, it's a pleasure to have gone to the school and that's why we're happy to come back. And like, it's really, an experience that has molded all of our different journeys. Like you, we have two professional athletes that are excelling in their fields. We have a academic that's still trying to find his way, but at the end of the day, we are always going to have the identity that we're with giftings. And that's why we're happy to come back and help projects like create projects like up the greatness, be part of what your conversations. And like, yeah, we, we do yeah. in a, in a matter of fact way, we owe our relationship to Confess, going to this. Like, big, probably like a big, small thing that, I've learned and one of our rugby coaches, Eugene Martin, that he really, once he joined the board now, he really made everyone understand it's just about giving back, really. Because like, when, you, when you're in the moment, you don't realise it. For example, for me and George, like how big of an opportunity it is to come from a state school, get a scholarship to like a nice school that provides that, that has all the things that George said. And yeah, it's just about giving back. So like, well, what you can do, do it, like, coaching, the things that we're doing now. So, yeah, but we're happy to do that, and that's the difference. It's not like we're being forced. Like we're happy to do that because those these are the memories that we created when we were at school. Well, three sets of great memories then from your time at school. Three great gentlemen. Thank you very much for your time and three great futures ahead of you. All three of you, thank you very much for your time. It's been really, really good talking to you all. Thank you, Simon. It's thank been you, a Simon. pleasure. Cheers. Thanks pre- for that, Simon. Appreciate that. So that was Olawani Akutunde and George Hammond talking about Exeter and Harlequins, joined by Aristotle Ben Salomon talking about life in Bristol. Sounds like all three have solid memories of their time at Whitgift. So a big thank you to all three of you for joining us on this episode of The School Podcast. But that's it for this episode. Our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.